for 60 days I've been missing it and Fanny Alger's in the house yeah. before we get started let's say thank you to Mr. K-Dog Cassidy the bomb is going to make this thing happen K-Dog thank you yeah yeah um, alright hey guys what's up anybody want to say hello yeah. Hi, DJ Todd. How Hello. are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, flannel. Back from Texas. Thank you. It's South good. by Southwest. Yep. It was fun. It was good to be there. I got to see some of our local people. You know, uh, Cumulus, who's actually going to be the guest on this show next month, oh, is nice uh, Alex. Nice yeah, Thank good you. Job. You are pro. That was very organic. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, we got our first kick of the Talking night. Talking right into it. Get Yeah. Quinn Catering. Am I okay? Talk right into it. Talk. I am. No, that is We're really good. This out better. as we go. It. How's right. this, Kate? Yeah. Can you hear me? Check Sexy. one, two. <laughs> Sexy. So one thing I just have to, you know, tell you in the peanut gallery here and the every everyone is that uh, you know normally I kind of I don't do a lot of prep, but I do some prep with your notebook. Kinda, with my notebook, that's right. Yeah, you see it right here. You see it at everyone. That's a famous notebook. It was kind of funny this time trying to get started because every time I would start to try to make a note or something, I would just say. You know, this is Fanny Alger. These guys are going to carry the show, man. They, we'll catch they you on fire. Me. They don't need me. So, um, yeah. that's not what the contract says. <laughs> All right. That's Fanny Alger. So, that's yeah. Shane. Why don't you guys uh, step up, introduce yourself, say hello. Let's say, what's your name? My name is Shane. I uh, have lead singer disorder. Yeah. I'm Quinn K. Thompson. I'm from Conway. I play the bass and the face. Yeah. I don't have a mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Come on, he's from South America. Okay, my name's Mike. No, it's Henry Sankwitz, and I play guitar, and I'm from Bellingham, Washington. And, uh, yeah. Henry has the most letters in his last name. Two sounds. It's just 26 letters. You probably already knew that yeah. from your research. It's easier true. than Wojohowicz. 11. 11 Sankowicz. letters. 11. With two Zs. You did your homework. You did. Nice work. Yeah, and we're not done. It's, I don't and know I'm Jerry Lee. Yeah. I play keyboards. Yeah! He's from Burlington! Burlington, and he went to Lucia Lumberger. (laughs) Our drummer, Splat Ratchet, is en route. He's at his day job, which... I guess is it technically a day job if you don't get off till seven? Boom, that's right. Mm. I don't know. Good we're question. Getting, we're getting political, like most of your songs. We're, we're gonna, gonna be a fact checker. Arlington. Who's the fact checker, Doug? 
I I don't know. Okay, good. (laughs) There's no fact checker. We don't have to tell the truth. So, all right. Well, so are we going to talk for a minute before he gets here? Or I, we're going to have to. I, I would. It would. It would yeah, sound okay. a lot better on drums if there was a drummer. Okay. <laughs> uh, you think is that? Well, how that works? Yeah. not all. We'd be all over the board not, if depends. we started one of our songs without him. Well, because uh, I didn't know music. There, there was a. Okay, yeah, there's a song or two that I thought uh, might need to be listened to. Uh, Recorded wise, oh, and I yeah. don't know if that's necessarily true. I was looking at some of these emergency response team, uh, some of those older. That's songs. our first record, 1999, yeah. wasn't it, Quinn, or 98? Uh, 99, 98? I have a trouble. I think Fanny so Elger is right here, and I don't have bifocals, but become the fact yeah. checker. 90, 98. Yeah, we started 97, 98. Yeah. So Fanny Alger is 22 years old. That record is 21 years old. Fast Sunday Productions. That is amazing. Hey, Doug, on uh, Great Big Huge Company Incorporated Limited Unlimited, there's a there's starts off slow. Will you kind of get that ready? Because I want to hear that one just to kind of oh, yeah. start. Oh, oh yeah. It's a good oh, you start. Think it's um, funny. You think it's funny? No, I love it, though, and it gets me going, if you know what I... Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, before we do that, though, you were starting yeah. to say it right then, like you got together in what? 97, 1997. I'll tell right. you how it went down. Shane. He's lying. No. Okay. He's telling the truth. I'm older. You listen. I'm sorry. My bad. Shane was playing bass in Blue Green. I was playing bass in a band called Naked Boy, and both bands had kind of broken up. We started a band, and we were going to have a drum machine, and we met at the farmhouse. Because it was halfway between halfway our house. Halfway between our houses and, and Anacortes. Yeah. And we, we didn't have a pen. We borrowed a pen from a waitress. That's right. And we used a coaster, and I said, you write down the name of a band, and I'll write down the name of the band. Shane wrote down... 10% and I had written down jocks and we were going to call the band 10% jocks. Take, no, the, take the, it from the, here. The, the entire, am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. That's no, actually true. No, take That's it from true. Here. And the whole, the whole business plan, DJ Todd, if you can believe this, it fit on that coaster. The whole, the whole <laughs> yeah. business plan. With a drum machine. It all fit on the coaster. We didn't need extra paper. We didn't need a ruler or a compass or, or word processor. Was the business plan, we're going to make music? Yes. And then I said, well, are you going to play guitar or do you want me to? And Because and we were both playing bass at the time. We were both playing bass. And, and Shane rips on guitar and I, I, I can hold my own. And Shane said, I'll never forget this. She said, we can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. So that was part of the plan is that um, there was no front man, that we would all be front men. Everybody. Yeah. The drum yeah. machine, Quinn, Ann, and I. Shane's my brother. Yeah. So shortly after that, we did. I don't even think we had a chance to get together to practice. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. But it, then <laughs> the drummer, or no, the guitar player, Blue Green, said, "Hey, I'll play drums in your band." Because so, he always wanted to be in a punk rock band. He this is Leslie, right? Matt yeah. Leslie. Yeah. yeah. The famous Matt the Mountain Leslie, who now runs Revolution Studios in Everett, and uh, he's been in a lot of bands uh, since, before and since. He's been in a lot of bands. Um, What's he do at Revolution? Well, he runs it. He, he owns said, it. Yeah, he, uh, it's his, it's his uh, basement studio, and he records oh, bands. And cool. uh, yeah, if you want to sound good, go see Matt the Mountain Leslie. 
he, he's actually been hand wiring his own mics and building his own preamps. He's kind of a mad scientist down there is what we can And tell. we recorded our first album in Everett in his garage and it was hot and that highlighted hair. So then, so yeah, that's right. And then, so then uh, shortly after that, Pete Nelson from Blue Green decided, I'm going to play in the yeah, band the drummer, too. the drummer. So then at that point we had two drummers two bass players, some guitar players. <laughs> it was basically Wait, like blue-green without another member, and I came in. And I, we all changed instruments. So we, all, we would all rotate and play different instruments. Let, let me step us back just one second. So yeah. uh, you guys knew each other like prior to I've the infamous Chase farmhouse. I've known four years old. Yeah, yeah the, Quinn was five. My dad used yep. to cut his hair. Quinn was five, oh. and... Um, and that's why I'm his older brother. I was, he drops a pick, I pick it up. I was... I, we were in scouts together, and I actually was on Quinn's Eagle Scout project, or else yeah. he would not have his eagle. And Shane's taller right than me, the, but back then Shane was like what four? Yeah, eight? I was like I came and up I to was his like, waist. I was like five nine. I came up to Quinn's yeah, and waist. I had a beard. Yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah okay. Now Shane's taller than me and skinnier. So then fast forward, we release one record called Emergency Response Team with that lineup with Pete and Matt and Quinn and I. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Hold on. I was yeah. asking a question. Oh, it's sure. the prior to that. Oh, we're going so backwards. I, I, just for a second, I want to start off just well, a tiny like bit This is like one earlier. of those movies where you just kind of go forward and back, forward <laughs> and back, gonna... and the whole crowd's <laughs> lost. <laughs> the audience is like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> why Why is he talking to a little kid like it's... Okay, we got Pretty, it. It's similar to that. Okay. Because he's dead. Yes. That goes... Because he's dead. He doesn't know he's dead. <laughs> okay, so prior to the infamous farmhouse meeting, yes, what happened was you guys had known each other forever. You were just talking about that. But yeah. there was and a then, period where Shane and I didn't hang out. Okay. Quinn got married real young. No, he got he, married real young. No, it was arranged. No, Shane was into Oingo Boingo, and I, I... He was into Judas Priest. Yeah, but then we collaborated. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm trying to get to is what was the moment when you both said, okay, let's meet at the farmhouse actually to talk about like actually doing because a Because I was their manager. Blue and Green's manager. I was, was Blue Green's manager. But he didn't and, do and, a thing. But, but, but Shane inspired me. He didn't do anything. I know, manager. but Shane inspired me. So <laughs> I, was in, I, I had another band, Naked Boy, which we're having our 25-year reunion. And anyway, I was their manager, and I didn't do a damn thing. Naked but, Boy was awesome. Naked Boy sang songs about Mount Vernon High School. And, yeah, and, 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 and food household products. products. Household products like Visine and Bumblebee Tuna. And they were a killer band. Yeah, oh. and so it's like, Shane was like, oh, yeah, Rad, Shane, yeah. Yeah, because like we parted ways, but then we got back together. And it was like, because Shane inspired me. Yeah. So anyway, the blue green thing came to an end, and Quinn was like, "We should be in a band together." And yeah, then God, we were both into Big Black at the time, and we were like, "We should just be the. It should be the two of us with a drum, a drum machine. machine, drum machine." But that yeah. we machine. didn't even have one. No, we had the Lex. What was it? The Alesis? Yeah. Yeah. We had a. But then we had Matt, a drum machine. Matt Leslie wanted to be in the band. And it was like so. It was like oh crap! Now we have a full on band, and we sweated it out, just like the Stones on Exile Main Street. <laughs> Almost the same. Hey, K Doug. Yo. You ready? Four. We're gonna take a moment of music. It's like a. It's like a thirty second song. Starts off slow.
it. Nice. It's it. That's nice. We get paid by the minute. Yep. There you go. Get paid for that one. Very quick. I like it though. All right. So you do that. There you go. Y'all are playing a little bit. This thing is happening. That was also that was the three of you. That was Matt Leslie. And you two? Was we there somebody else three on piece forever. Pete was in and out. He was on the first album. So right? three and a half pieces, yeah. Three and a half pieces of Reese's. <laughs> yeah. Reese's pieces. And then that, yeah, yeah, that was off our second album, Great Big Huge Company Incorporated Limited. Which Unlimited, you have right there. Which, uh, which was with that yeah. same lineup. And that's Holly on the front. Yep, Miss Holly. Is? my wife Holly on the front. Oh, which by the way, is this your 20th anniversary this it year? It is. Thank. Well, that was very kind of you. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Coming up. 20. Coming up. Yeah. It's Thank impressive. You. Jana and I had one in uh, December. No, that was B November. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, Yay. congratulations. And no. I, I forgot the backpack jing on this the back of that. This is beautiful. This is beautiful, Fanny Alger. Hey, what about um, what about the, uh, you're not going to play Knock It Off Burt Live. Yeah, minute, that's our you? first yeah. song. Yeah. Okay, that's our very first song okay. we ever played. And I wrote it, and, and, and I played it on guitar, and Shane played bass. It was Fanny Elger's first song, and that's when we played it in Everett, Matt's Garage. Okay. And it took me like four months to write. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kansas, what's that called? Uh, anyway. Jerry, Jerry, you're a Kansas fan. What, what, what Kansas song? Left Overture, yes. Thank Henry. you. Thank Henry. Thank you, Henry Sankowitz. Talk right into the mic, Henry. Yeah, you got to get yourself right up in there. <laughs> what about, uh, I want to play another song from the early days just to kind of get us going. Excellent. Uh, are you going to do another song about Danny, or do you have another one on here? Now, look, you guys yeah, were um, on the show That's my favorite way song back of when. all times. That's the first song on our first album, and I don't want to hear anything from you guys. <laughs> yeah, watch it, Gallery yeah, of the um, Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, why don't you play Martian Girlfriend, the second one, because we Good. might play Danny tonight. If Good, you want, I would if rather you, you did, in fact. Okay. Uh, Martian's on the set Martian list? girlfriend is on the oh, set list. Oh, yeah. well, what no, do I know? You just vetoed. What do I know? You vetoed me. All right, well, hold on. You vetoed me. Override. Play, play let's Danny. Go, let's go in a completely different direction. No, don't. I don't like what's going on. Okay. I like Danny. <laughs> you, go ahead and play Danny. Danny. Play Danny. Like Danny. I play want Danny. Danny. Okay. Okay, you got that, Kay Douglas? Danny. Fine. It's another song about Danny.
Yeah. All right, and we're K Doug Arena. Boom. We're in K Doug Arena. Yep. It's uh, this is Anacortes Music Project Studios West. Yes. We West. sold the name to West. K Doug ha! Arena. You can't get much hey, more keep West. Keep it down. Keep hey, it down, man. Hey Henry, uh, I had a question for you that was occurring to me. I was listening back to the to the old show. So you guys were one of the very first shows that we did back in the AMC uh, building. Yeah. You know, four years ago and uh but it was only you two and we played a lot of the recorded stuff and i was listening back to it and one thing that shane talked about was your bellingham history and your uh, i don't really to be candid i don't remember all the details i know that you like either booked it's or important. ran one of the um like venues there and can you kind of help me out a little bit with yeah, it was like uh, 1986, and there was no venues for original music, let alone punk rock or anything in, in Bellingham, and it was a pretty vibrant college town, and this music was just starting to bubble up, and people, we tried to sneak into Bucks and a few other places, and they'd let us play like one or two songs, and so a friend of mine started uh, working at the Up and Up, which was the diviest bar in town. I mean, it was scary. The, the beer was cloudy. The floors were sticky. The peanut shells stuck on the ground. The ashtrays were stuck because of the beers built on the table. I mean, it was just god-awful. And then the regulars were scary. Uh, and he ended up owning the place. And so we went ahead and... I, I, Your buddy did? Yeah, that, Ian, okay. Ian Relay. Okay. You know, uh, he, he passed away a few years back, but a good man. Uh, and uh, at the Up and Up, we started booking music, and I was only booking original bands uh, with people who played covers, you know, Mustang Sally and stuff were coming in. Hey, can we play? Can we play? Oh, nope. And we'd have these really <laughs> awful bands that could barely play, like Itchy Kiss and, and you know, and what are the... Uh, Stagnant Water. Des Blair and stuff. You know, and that, you know, but they didn't know they were bad. But, you know, it's, it's how you have to start out. And I just, we loved it, you know, and we had a real great community. And I did that for about seven years or so. And we were the first uh, punk rock club in Bellingham. Yeah. Henry also released uh, with some other, with help from others, he released the Bellingham compilations, uh, the Bellingham comps, they were called. And those early ones included, uh, like, the Posies, didn't you? Yeah, the Posies. Our help with, Henry yeah. also helped record the very first uh, Posies record. Yeah, the no, first, uh, first. Yeah. Really? I didn't really help do that. Well, we appreciate your honesty, but I we're going to stick to that you did. Okay. And so just make this Yeah, I'm a heck up. of a cool guy. Huh? <laughs> uh, but no, but John Auer from the Posies uh, yeah. had a little studio, a track studio, uh, that his father had put into um, the, the lower level of his house. And we decided to go ahead and uh, how do we do it? I think we had like, what is it, eight bands or 10 bands, and each person got one hour to come in and record the song, and we'd mix it later. And, and it That's a cool being, idea. And it was great. I mean, we, we picked the, what we thought was the most capable bands at the time in Bellingham who played original music and put the comp out, and for some reason, we got a lot, a lot of press uh, locally and stuff, and uh, it ended up doing, I think, maybe four different Bellingham yeah, comps. Yeah, there was four Bellingham yeah. comps, and then the last one was called... Uh, uh, north of Nowhere. Yeah, North of Nowhere, which is the first one on CD. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Henry's being uh, very... Um, um, Diplomatic. Modest, maybe? But he is one of the godfathers of the 
90s music scene in Bellingham, which was a really strong and powerful music scene. Not, he, he, helped, uh, he helped organize it, but it was a group of a bunch of musicians who supported each other, who came to see each other play and um, promoted each other uh, as a bigger whole, much like we're seeing here in uh, Anacortes now. Yeah, I see right D- Doug. I've, I've, every time I see him, I give him a hug and I tell him, I can't believe what you hug do Doug. for the music scene here in Anacortes. Yeah. 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 And it, you know, it, it reminds me when Bellingham was small and we knew everybody and we worked together and even different genres of music, we could share the same stage. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I have that problem too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, thanks, Doug. I mean, doing this is just fantastic. And what you do continually all the time year round, it's amazing. Oh, sure, man. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely, Kato. You, You're the bomb. <laughs> do you remember, Henry? Uh, let's see, I played at the. Uh, up and up with the Nowhere Garden. Yes, the yeah. Nowhere Garden. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't make the connection until someone said that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so Doug, Doug's been, Doug's been everywhere. He has. He is everywhere. Doug played Quinn K Arena, my old art oh, I was studio. About that the other day. That Tell was that probably story. twenty. Okay. Tell that story. So twenty years ago, I have this. I was at this show. Yeah. So I have, I have this art show. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Conway. I moved to town. I'm having an art show. Yeah. And yeah. And then next thing I know, Doug is by my sink with my crappy guitar. I think it's one Tasia has. Look at this. That, yeah? Look at this. This is a, this is a business card yeah, I got. At that. So anyway, that Doug's got my Hagstrom from Sweden through a crappy amp, and he's playing Cake, I Will Survive, which is, what is oh, that, Gloria? Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like, whoa, it's like, whoa, it's like, whoa, it's like, yeah, Doug, he's playing, he's <laughs> pulling it out, yeah. Yeah. Two story, all right. Hey, what, I was, was at this thing, this was a yeah. birthday party, and it was uh, kind of in. Was yeah. it my birthday? Yep, yep. Ah, it was, and it was, you had some, like, TV sets uh Yeah, that's what I was really in the were TV all, and, and and video and audio. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we had already played your birthday party at Rexville Grocery. Yeah. And that show, we played the whole show, the all day, and then at 7 p.m. they kicked us out of the Rexville, but it was such a beautiful day and we were all feeling good. So we went back to Quincy so we Arena? Went, and we took, and it was, set up the whole PA again in your in your And uh, it was house. my birthday. Yeah, and we yeah, played it was again. A good and day. We gave it our best, but Doug actually really stole the <laughs> yes. show. We tried. We tried to play. But I by opened then up we were for Doug, but he opened spent. up for us. But we opened yeah. up for Doug. Doug, yeah, could Doug you play? Could you play that song right now? If we if we got what? you a uh, on, a guitar, could you play Gloria Gaynor? Hagstrom. Yeah. Or in like five minutes. I sh- I shan't play that one again. <laughs> <laughs> but All you right. played it at the sink in my art studio, looking at the, at the sink, mirror. Yeah. Yeah, that and the crowd was over here, but he was at the mirror. I <laughs> think it's because the cord was four feet long. He was in his cure phase. He was pulling a little Robert Smith at the moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, Big K Doug, let's give some love to him. He does Get contribute in so many yes. ways. <laughs> Not the least of which is putting on uh, this show and making it sound good. And got a question for Henry. Perfect. Were you involved in the Stink Bugs, that album, or that? Tape. It probably was a tape. I was not, but I was aware of that band, and they were uh, some intelligent people doing some crazy, crazy stuff uh, in the mid '80s. Um, but no, I was not involved in it, but I was aware of it, and and I think knew some peripheral people around that. But but no, I I didn't do the same drugs they did. 
<laughs> all right, all right. We're going to, uh, Henry, thank you for your contributions and uh, also for tonight. So um, let's hear another song by Fanny Alger, though. So uh, do you have one of the two that we were talking about what are you ready doing? over there? What is it? Let's talk about and place Spiden Island. Oh my God. Oh, Shane. Oh my God. Shane. No, that's a very good idea. It's just like the last time we had you guys on. It's all of it's the Shane show again. Remember, I played some of his solo stuff last time. It's Shane's Pink Floyd. No, it's yeah, longer than it, any Pink Floyd Dr. song. Dr. Demento played this song. Yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, one of no, the coolest he got, things ever. Shane got Pink Floyd yeah. on his ass. On, on its ass, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of two songs that Dr. Demento played on his show, January of 2000. In actual ten, I think. Actually, at the end of the song, Dr. Demento came in and gave a. a some interesting facts about Spiden Island. So somehow Dr. Demento knows about Spiden Island. He did his research. He also played, um, Quinn wrote a song, uh, Shell Tease is Hot. He also played that one in the middle of a show, but he ended this show with ours. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played it. didn't know he played it? Yeah, we were also- He played Cheryl Teague's is Hot, and then in the middle of the show, and then at the end, he ended it with Spiden Island, so. We were on 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 his show another time as well, and they played- he played texting and another one of our songs. I can't remember which one. And I, I remember oh, I right, had yeah. to get seagulls on this tape, and my car broke down for two months after this song. No, it did. Whoa. 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 No one in our, the studio audience believes that story. <laughs> that not could one not. person no, believes that story. Your doppelganger, Mark Anderson. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. We'll come right back and we'll talk a little more about it, maybe. We'll get, Woo, get, uh, get someone to give us the, the brief history lesson. Oh, no yeah. spoilers, though, but the brief explanation of Spiden Island. Oh, okay. Um, it was influenced by me? Yeah. It, yeah, it was influenced by Quinn. Quinn, uh, Quinn knows about Spiden Island because Quinn used to work for Anico TV and Appliance, and he would deliver appliances to the islands out there. Uh, he'd have to deliver them to the normal islands that people go to, Lopez and San Juan and uh, Orcas, but every once in a while he'd have to go to these private islands and deliver, you know, a refrigerator or a... I don't know, electric meat grinder or what have you. <laughs> but one place he was put never allowed. Put it in allowed. the panic room. That's right. Put it in the, one place he was never allowed was Spiden Island. And the stories that the people told, the locals tell, well, I don't have to tell you guys, but if you stick around Anacortes or the Pacific Northwest long enough and you go to the right bars and the right taverns and you hang out with the right people, and you don't act like you're asking them for the information. You might just get the information. And you'll hear some truths about this mysterious island that no one is allowed to go to called Spiden Island. And here is the absolute 100% true story that only locals should know about. son of a bitch he had to buy a boat in Seattle he had a seafaring itch he took the boat all the way to Anacortes smacked the boat 
friggin' rock! Oh. That's when... seafaring fellow rode up in a little pram out of nowhere and said, Whatever you do, give white birth to Spider Island. Just then a cloud rolled in. The salty seafaring fellow's eyes squished up. John Wayne used to hunt wild game out there with all his bigwig buddies until the 70s when it all got shut down. The island was deserted for years, and all the imported animals were left to fend for themselves. To manage this existence, these species were forced to interbreed, interbreed and co-mingle their genes. Co-mingle their genes in ways unforeseen in any scholarly text, scientific laboratory, or religious manuscript. You kids steer clear there. And with that, Salty and the clouds were gone. It's really fun drinking out in the sunlight Mojitos and coconut rum A guy can lose track of time out here A guy can get a real good buzz Hey, look at me! I'm a captain! I'm a pirate! <laughs> That's when things started getting tipsy And the waves started getting bigger and bigger And more unpredictable It says here we're in Hell's Half Acre Baker's daughter said. Is it gonna get worse? The son of a bitch's legs felt like jelly and his head started to spin. I gotta pee real bad. Oh, for the love. Use the toilet on the boat for crying out loud. No, it's brand new. I don't want to get it dirty. I'm going off the back here. Hold my mojito. Don't spill it. He went off the back for sure. That was dumb. She was just freaking out, but didn't spill a drop of that coconut rum. The waves came up, and they came crashing, and they came down. crashing down. The son of a bitch, and the son of a bitch, he almost drowned. He almost drowned. She got out her phone, her cellular phone, and dialed 911. Verizon customer service. Oh, no. That was dumb. Claws for hands, 
her hair And as dumb as he was He knew to run was in vain Just then from the thickets The ghost of John Wayne his see-through ghost gun and the shadows just scurried back from whence they had come oh thank you ghost cowboy thank you for saving my hide without your ghost gun i surely would have died well you think that's what i fired my gun for <laughs> no these are my pets no trespassing yard. <laughs> no partner, no. <laughs> That's just a fun thing we like to do. That signaled the start. And now we're hunting for you. <laughs> what? Then from over the thickets, they were heard before saw. The mothers and fathers of the creatures before. They were four times as big. Hey, get away from me! And they were nine times as mean. And in a painful 40 minutes, they picked the son of a bitch's bones clean. <laughs> Give a wave on Lopez Island, but don't stop on Spiden Island. Be a slave on Freeman Island, but don't stop on Spiden Island. together they're going to play a few songs for us here in a minute but first uh there are two, two things we need to touch on one is uh k doug would you say about that last one oh, uh talk about who's on that one on guest stars on that song yeah there's some fanny alger all stars bell stacy sue pulver my sister <laughs> seagulls 
Yeah, Knut Bell from Knut Bell and the Blue Collars. Mixed by the legendary Conrad Uno. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Conrad Uno, who uh, recorded the Young Fresh Fellows, the Fastbacks. Presidents of the United States. The Presidents, yeah. Squirrels. Mud Honey, the Squirrels. Young Fresh Fellows. Monomen. Fastbacks. Posey's Success. Is your sister the one who talks on the Amway thing, or is that just actually pulled off an Amway commercial? Uh, the, oh, the God. Amway. oh, you know what I'm talking about? The intro, the yeah. intro lady. Jane. Yeah, it sounded Man, like an I insult. Don't know if I but can tell where we got that. Okay, it doesn't matter. Copyright. It's not his sister. It's not his sister. It's not royalty-free voices. Okay, okay. We got Pink Floyd on its ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look, we got we got another member of the band showed up. Let's make him feel welcome, shall we? Sorry, sorry, I was late. Sorry, sorry, I was late. That's all right. I'm prepared for the penalty. We're glad. (laughs) We're glad to have you. Uh, Definitely. So, how exactly? So, everything we've talked about so far has kind of been uh, Quinn and. Shane and maybe Leslie or whatever. That's how it should Henry. be because we started it, but no. Damn. <laughs> Throw down that gauntlet. But we got these two other members. One just walked in. Let's talk about how they became pa- part of the band before you play some songs here. All right. <laughs> Jess, Jesse, Jesse, J- Jesse, why don't you tell me how you became? We are we are waiting questions. Did you just call me Jesse? Yeah, that's all right. He doesn't give you homework. Oh, Jerry I, Lee, I'm such a I've dick. called Jesse word. Lee. Do we even have a keyboard player? I yeah. wanted to call you Chris, and you told me to call you <laughs> no. something. Jerry, Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry okay, most Lee. people don't even know Fanny Outcher has a keyboard player. And Jerry Lee Steamer. Legend. <laughs> I make at least two mistakes. Jerry ever. Jerry Start of the music scene in Mount Vernon, by the way. Burlington. Same smell. <laughs> Burlington. Yes. How did this happen? How did this happen? This? How did you become this? a member of this art- artistic group? Uh, how far do you want me to go back? Yeah. No, oh, don't, ask him, don't ask well, him. Well, okay, because, and, and I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Um, when Shane and Tim and I were at Skagit Valley College, we were on the college radio station, KSVR. Uh, We thought it would be funny to uh, form a band, put whatever we recorded on the air, and I was the bass player of the band. 1987, by the way. 87. Uh, It was Stagnant Water. Oh, okay, I've heard this name. And then, uh, so that's how I got in with uh, Shane and Tim. Let's fast forward up to 2002. I'm in a band called... Bush Pilot. Uh, I wanted to name the band Nookie Champs, but I got vetoed. So we 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 practiced we practiced we practiced for one full year, played one show, and then quit. And so I was kind of used to showing up to a band to practice with, and I had come to a uh, Fanny Alger show, and they had a keyboard player that was on their way out, and. Shane asked if uh, I knew how to play keys, and I said no, but I'll learn. So I replaced somebody that was in the band for a very short time, uh, and uh, well, first, I had to he, learn an, first, he, a new first, instrument. He joined for, because back then we did a lot of multimedia. We did a lot of filming and. Um, um, we had movies that would play behind us as we played and uh, played live. So we would make these movies and videos and release them on. And so Jerry was becoming a videographer at the time. And so he would help us film these videos. And um, he had a word processor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And if you look, if you look up uh, Fanny Alger, Electric City is a great video that Jerry made. Um, and he had, we had made a character for Jerry. He was our manager called Winston Payne. Hey. Winston Payne, pain. like wincing in pain. But pain. and he had a killer outfit, and and so Jerry was a um, a, a multimedia star in the band before he actually started playing the. He instrument. looked like a drunk dentist. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I actually totally forgot about that whole part. I was playing uh, Fanny Alger. Or I was playing Winston Payne, the character, which was the manager of the band. And then all of a sudden, I found myself also behind the keys in my outfit that I wore when I was in the videos. And uh, so it looked weird that who, who's this guy in this getup with the wig and everything and <laughs> and, and uh, so it was a clown yeah. wig, rainbow yeah. clown so wig. It, it, it kind of morphed into, yeah, I'm Winston Payne now. Uh, one day I just showed up without the outfit and I was like, nah, we're not doing that anymore. I'm just the guy playing the keyboards now. So, um, so that's how I got here. <laughs> and, and that was when you decided you wanted to be Jesse for life? Jesse? That was a joke. <laughs> Just a joke. No, I Thank you. Yeah. I still don't want to be Jesse. Way to go, DJ Ron. I appreciate the rim still shot don't there. Be Jesse. <laughs> that, was, that one was on purpose. Tim. I'd rather be the nookie yeah. champ than Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> or DJ Ron. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Very well. Tell me, uh, you want to tell your story? How did this thing happen? Why, why are you well, sitting there? Pretty much what Jerry said, all the way up to Fanny Alger time when uh, Johnny Cat gave me a call. He said, you got to come County up there and play. Pockets. Yeah, because I went to see Fanny Alger play when, before I was in it at the train wreck, and then they had me sit in on a Devo song and stuff, you know, since oh, we were nice. together. And are we going to hear that song tonight? Uh, maybe possibly. Uh, maybe God, possibly. Copyright rules know. left and right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the internet. Nobody keeps track anymore. All right. <laughs> so listen, uh, this is really more to the peanut gal. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. Go oh, ahead. Tim, that was Tim, that Tim, was Tim, pretty Tim. much it. Is they said, hey, you should come play a few with us, and a few became a few more. Pretty soon, I was playing half of the set with him. I'd also then, like to point out that he was also involved in multimedia. He edited a few videos yeah. before he joined. So that's like a that's like kind of a rite of passage. You have to actually edit, film, or produce music videos. He did Refreshing Beverage, a song I wrote. Yeah, yeah I was kind of the editor. I just heard that Jerry's sounded. ideas and Quinn's ideas, yeah. and then I pasted it all together, you know. When when was that? When was the uh, Germinate, like the train wreck shows, the oh, earliest? That was probably what? 2010? Okay. I think 2009. So you're, yeah, you're pushing a decade. Tim was making babies. He didn't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was more the nookie champ than I was, really. When <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peanut Gallery, let's put our hands together. They're going to play a few songs in a row. This is Fanny Alger. <laughs> Come on. 
Just slight difficulty. <laughs> what are you doing? I help out. That's what I do. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jerry. What's up? Right on. What's this one about? What's the name this of the song next is song? About Holly's dog. <laughs> Actress in the twenties, right, she invented. She, she had a technological. Yeah, she did something with computers. That's yeah, right. She yeah, invented she the, the fractal or the, no, the, the yeah. Sears calculator. Encryption. Oh no! Uh, spread spectrum. She she invented spread spectrum 
frequencies which we use in wireless technology. And she was an actress, and a, actress the, and a spy as I well. Think so. I do believe, right? A spy? Was she a spy? Yeah, oh, let's I give it to her. Why not? She looks like a spy. Why not? She, she definitely did the first thing and the second thing. Did she have anything to do with the periodic uh, table? The periodic <laughs> okay. table of the elements? I think she invented that also. Until menopause. She was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fanny Alder's going to play some more music. Wait a minute. Yeah. Move along. Hold on. Oh, are we doing? I want to be old, right? Oh. Yeah. This song's about. Uh, this floor, Tom, needs more duct tape. Uh, getting older. Okay. We're not getting older, but the band is getting older. Okay. Looking good. Jerry's though. doing some adjustments here. We need more Letting duct tape on know. the floor. Geriatrics. He needs know. to get some better underwear. Just the how are we feeling? How are we feeling? What the hell? Yeah. Shane wrote this song. It's killer. <laughs> Tim wants to make this thing happen. I see How's him trying to How does the audience feel?
him some more. Okay. So nice, so nice. All right, get ready for the next song, but I have a question in between while you're kind of getting yourself where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and let's just do it like that. Let's have a lot of music. Maybe short questions, maybe not. You. Right. Yeah, there it yeah. is. So stick with us. We're going to have that. If you didn't hear earlier, next month is uh, Cumulus will be our guest. Uh, Alex will be here, with. so that'll be great. She did. Uh, she and her band did great down at South by Southwest, uh, by the way. All right, but we have Fanny Alger right here. So the question I wanted to ask you is, uh, what does this name make you think of? Maybe, Quinn, if you want to take this one, you could. You don't have to. Bernard Lansky. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Shane, if you want to take this one, you certainly can. <laughs> Quinn passes. Bernard Lansky was uh, the clothier, clothier to the king. He was Elvis Presley's first tailor uh, when he was uh, starting out in the 1950s. Uh, he needed to look good. And actually, Bernard Lansky and his brother had a shop called the Lansky Brothers in Memphis, Tennessee, back in the 50s. And they made their living out of... Uh, uh, supplying a lot of the blues singers, the rhythm and blues singers, with their outfits that they would uh, wear. Uh, so down on Beale Street, before Elvis, pre-Elvis days, the singers down there um, and would dress up in awesome regalia, you know, just killer outfits and killer suits. And the Lansky brothers kind of got a knack for making these outrageous killer clothes that out later what we know as, you know, kind of a rock and roll outfit. They're like Speedway. Yeah. So years later, the Lansky brothers are still in business. They're still down in Memphis, Tennessee. You can go to uh, uh, the hotel there with the ducks, the Peabody Ducks. Peabody, yeah. Yep, Peabody yep. Hotel. And in the, in the first floor is the Lansky brothers clothier. And in 2006, 2005, when Holly and I went down there for, uh, for, for fun to go to Memphis, I was walking around looking in the, at the clothes, and uh, all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me and says, can I help you? And I looked at him, and it was Bernard Lansky. I'm like, oh my God, Bernard Lansky is, he's right now asking me if I want to buy clothes from him. And so it was so fun, <laughs> I didn't have enough money to buy any clothes from him, yeah, but I, I thought, bet. we're coming back. And so in 2006, another two years later, two years later, the band went down to Memphis, and we recorded a record at Sun Studios. To yeah, the, and we're to definitely going to talk about that in a sec. Yeah. I mean, but Sure. Yes. So when we were there, we, we said, we're going to get Bernard Lansky to fit us for some clothes. And so we went down there, and we got jackets made by Bernard Lansky that we still wear to this day. You can, every gig we wear it, even if it's in August and it's 110 degrees, we're in our Lansky jackets. <laughs> you are professionals. Because it's proper. Proper. And uh, This is all no, documented. Yeah, this is documented. In fact, we're in the book of the history of the Lansky brothers. There is actually a book, a coffee table book you can buy, and there's all the, we're the only people in there that are not famous. I mean, there's like... <laughs> Muhammad yeah. Ali, Johnny Cash, Katie Couric, Joe Perry, Robert Plant, um, Robin Williams. Oh, God, you're right. Robin, yeah, I, am, I mean, they yeah. Do, the list goes on. It's like yeah, hundreds Carl of pages. Perkins. That really yeah. is amazing. And, and no, you guys, is. and, and y'all. And we're in the yeah. book. Yeah, we're in the book, too, with them. Did they take, a, uh, like, a group photo of you yes, before you left did. to kind of, is that it's normal procedure at the? No, we actually did it because we were so excited to meet Bernard. We wanted a photo of him. And, and he was telling me dirty jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that dude's still alive because in the documentary, and that's no, 10 no, years ago, he's, passed. you know, he did yeah, he recently. recently passed away. We uh, just lost Bernard, yeah. But he was like, uh, um, 
89, something like that, 90. So he lived a good life. Nice. He lived a good life. And we life. still have his art. Yes, and he was dressed sharp. He was dressed real sharp. And as he was putting the coats on us, he would pop the collars. He, each of us, he'd pop these collars up and put them up. And uh, Johnny Cat, our drummer, kept putting his down, and Bernard would pop it back up. And, <laughs> and, and there was this little kind of a tug of war. It would, the collar would go up, and Johnny Cat would put it down. Bernard would flip it up. And, and finally, Johnny Cat says to the guy, we're like, what in the world are you doing talking to the clothier to the king like this? He says, I don't like my collar up. And Bernard says to him, look, if Elvis didn't pop that collar, he would have never left Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's serious. what the name Bernard Lansky means to us. And if you still go there, his son Hal Lansky and Hal's daughter Julie are still running the place. So Hal three, three, Pal. Three, yeah, Hal our pal. Three generations of Lanskys. It's a great place to go get it. A shirt if you're in Memphis. That's so cool. And which, which of these, uh, wait, it's right here. Oh, yeah, it's the Memphis, Fanny Aldrich Fanny does Aldrich. Memphis. And there were guitarists signed by Pink Floyd, Johnny Cash, Glenn Campbell, the Eurythmics, and Fonzie's autographed jacket. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's cool. He made Fonzie's jacket too? No, no, he just autographed it. No, but it. it was autographed and hanging up. Okay, that's cool. You know, it's funny to me, this story you just told, just before y'all uh, start playing again here. Um, on the documentary, there's, uh, which you can find on YouTube, I forget what it's called, Fanny Alger, Memphis, you'll yeah. find it. Uh, there's this, like, little argument that happens between Quinn and, I guess, the old drummer about how far up to, to zip the jacket because... <laughs> it's the, proper. The dude put it to a certain place, but the drummer yeah. didn't like it there, so yeah. he's got his own fashion issues, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Johnny Cat will be the first to tell you he ran to his own beat. That's right. We all right, John all right, Gunn. all right. Listen, we don't have you here very often. We're halfway through the show. Let's get some music going here. Can right you guys, on. Can you introduce the next song or two? Move along. Move along. Or we're going to... Yeah, you want to do two cats? Yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, we need to change instruments. Yeah, we're in for a song that Quinn wrote. Oh. I didn't know Quinn wrote any songs. Quinn, you got to tell me about this. Uh, That's a joke. Research. That's a joke. <laughs> My Lord. In fact, Quinn, I don't know if everybody here even knows this. Check this out. Quinn K. Thompson did a project, uh, a solo project back when with kind of with the help of Jacob Navarro. And yep, yep. And it was what the Western Omelet Salsa? Uh, Western Omelet Songs of Salsa. It was a Western album, Songs of Salsa. I've been in the desert, and I feel I needed somebody that was too loud, too 80 loud. times more talented than me, but... Uh, we slung some hash and it worked out. Well, there you go. And there's a documentary online about your art also. Just a Quinn he, Gonzo he starving yeah. artist. And that uh, music is a... If you wanted to hear any of it, it's behind there. I'm just saying. It is you, Gonzo did, starving artist. Quinn, did you, did you not want me to say that? What? Did you not want me to say that? You did not oh, look no, happy about ahead. that. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, great. Fanny Alger, ladies and gentlemen. This is, my wife and I have a couple cats. This is for you, Tracy. It's called Two Cats. <laughs> <laughs>
That's Fanny Alger. They're going to keep playing for us. I got one more in our lightning round if you want to um, uh, hear this one, all right, but as you're getting ready for the next song. Paul McLeod. Oh, yeah. what? No, we're not playing that live, are we? No, no tell no, them no, who no. Paul McLeod is. Oh, Shane, man. Well... <laughs> It's all about Shane, but he introduced me to Paul B. McLeod because Shane and Holly went to Memphis, and then they went to what, Holly Springs. Holly went to Holly Springs, Mississippi, which is about, what, 30 miles south of Memphis, or 48? Uh, anyway, <laughs> you, you, spend five, you spend five bucks, 53 you get a three-hour tour, yeah. and it's the nuttiest, craziest thing you, you ever saw. Paul B. McLeod is the number one big Elvis fan, and he takes you on tour. He drinks 24 cans of coca-cola a day he's what no i'm telling the truth no 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 well, wait. i was talking to k Doug. no you're yeah don't do that don't you're... do that don't do that <laughs> yeah i mean nah man nah hey all right well, no I'm no playing. that's the truth he's fact checking you nah shane help me out deep the, I know the place was open 24 hours 24 a day. hours a day. That's an amazing. Years, year, that's year. an amazing thing. I know. I just yelled over Montel some of the details. Montel was there. From Jenna Bush and many celebrities. <laughs> yeah, that. And that, so I wrote a song about. it. I was so impressed about it that I wrote a song about it. It's called Paul B. McLeod because I know Paul B. McLeod. Mort knows Paul B. McLeod. Mm-hmm. We. Shit. You want to hear yes. it? It got yeah. quiet all of a sudden. Do you want to hear? He's dead too, Paul. That's a you can you can get the video on YouTube. There is a video again. Uh, Tim, the drummer of Splat Ratchet, uh, edited the video of footage that we actually filmed at Graceland Two. That's Graceland T O O. Oh, I didn't find that. Graceland one. Two affiliated so, with Graceland. Yeah, I gotta get all our sheep in the right barn with all those videos. They're all over the place. But so okay. yeah, it, it was it was a fun trip to go in there, and he has his house is it's an old antebellum mansion, and it is packed four four to ceiling with Elvis memorabilia. I mean, packed, 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 packed. And everywhere you look, it's Elvis overload. And he was such an, uh, a, cra- uh, a, a, such a dedicated fan that when he wasn't given tours in his house of his Elvis collection, he had like a bunch of different tube televisions along the wall and he had logs that he he would that filled the walls where he would every time anything Elvis related came on television, he would log it in a book. And so he had thousands of pages of this log of when Elvis was on TV and what they were yeah, talking like about. Dinah Shore, 1974. And he wrote down, what did he write down one million times? Yeah, Elvis' name. He showed us a book filled with Elvis' Elvis, Elvis Aaron Presley. Elvis, Elvis Aaron, Aaron Presley. Presley. One million Elvis times Aaron Presley. And he proved it. Yeah. That's and then he would, everybody that went there, you, he would take your picture and you became a part of the exhibit. Your Polaroid picture would go on the wall. If you went there three times, you became a lifetime member and you didn't have to pay your five bucks again. <laughs> that's, a, that's, and, that's sweet. Um, yeah, he was a great guy and he really liked Fanny Alger and he was a, um, he was a great guy. But one day he, uh, uh, somebody came in. We were worried about him because he always had a big wad of money, you know, because people give him five bucks and he just had this wad of money. And a gun and, and coveralls. And a gun and coveralls and a bunch of keys and he and he kept telling us about this <laughs> and a comb yeah. yeah this gum wrapper this gum wrapper here that's a million dollars that's a million dollar worth of, and we were like man somebody's gonna come over here and try and take this stuff and well day somebody tried to muscle their way in and paul b mcleod shot him dead on his porch and Bam. Uh, so the the they were going over the uh 
the the police work and whatnot, and they were going to let Paul off because it was clearly in self defense. Paul beat McLeod, but it worked him. It worked him up so bad. Poor, poor Paul had a heart attack and died on his uh, porch uh, a couple years ago. Oh, well, terrible, sad. But he was about seventy eight years old, something like that. But he told us, you know, one of the coolest things he told us is he he said. Elvis meant the world to a bunch of people. If I could give my life to bring Elvis back, I'd do it. I'd die for Elvis, bring him back, is what I threw in the lyrics. Oh, that's beautiful. Here we go. Let's hear those lyrics. Okay, no. Here it comes. If you look at me in the eye, I was as fast as a damn black man with snake, a cobra snake, a 44 magna bullet, a New York minute, Bruce Lee, and entered the dragon. How much you think it weighs? 40, 50, 80 pounds? 
emergency response team. Yeah! And we'll follow it up with a brand new song called Move Along.
to your end. <laughs> well, DJ Todd, do you want to hear a true story? Yes, uh, please. A true story. Regale us. The Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in your best interest. Do it, Todd. Right. It would serve yeah. you well if you listened to it. <laughs> All right, Shaney. Tell us, tell us what's up, man. Well, this is a song about a little Pacific Northwest history, specifically San Juan Island. Yes. In 19... Or, sorry, in 1854. June 5th. 8, yeah. June 5th. In June 5th, 1854, Lyman Cutler shot a pig. Rooting in his tubers. He would listen. He was rooting in his tubers. Tim. On San Juan Island. Tim. What? <laughs> Do you even know what we're talking about? <laughs> I shot a pig. Rooting in his tubers. tubers. Anyway, it started, a, it started a war, Todd. I'm going to tell you about it.
Texas toast. D DJ Todd, that was... That, <laughs> that was the first time a mosh pit broke out during a history lesson. The, the, uh, I first couldn't agree. Ever. And Shane yeah. has a doppelganger. Mark, Mark, Mark is my doppelganger. There he is in the studio audience. That song is about uh, shooting a pig. What? It's kind of. called is the it, Pig War. Is it? <laughs> it's very Todd. Todd, we, we I love you, Todd. man. <laughs> you got to give me your flannel over that comment. He's been in Texas a while. I just, I really have a question about that. Is it true? I heard this story. I don't know if it's true because you guys talk shit so much. But no. Um, no. Is it, we speak of our true. Is it, is it true that one of you shot the other one one time? Did that actually Jay happen? Shot me. Shane shot me. This isn't just a story. This is a I, real story. I shot two squirrels and I skinned them in 77. <laughs> but about, what, nine years ago, you shot me. I know I shouldn't have done it. I knew it was wrong. Nine. Shane <laughs> shot me. What? 14 years ago. I knew ago. it was wrong. Well, Where? Shane shot in the knee. It's like right after I did it, I knew it was wrong. Yeah, and I, I'm always in trouble. Yeah, but yeah, Shane was in trouble. I haven't shot you since. He hasn't, but you know, and I always, I over the years, I bring things to Shane like, "Hey, I got a great idea," and Shane always listens. He's like, "No, that's running numbers," and I'm like, "Okay, I got another idea." He's like, "No, that's racketeering," and I got another idea. He's like, "No, that's illegal." But then when Shane shot me, I'm like, "Ah, oh, you're in trouble." Yeah, it was the first time I ever got in trouble by Quinn. Well, the only time, probably, I think. <laughs> yeah. There was that time at Kmart, but we won't talk about that. What happened? I don't even... Oh, no, I know. Hey, but, Let's not go there. I but what remember. happened at Kmart, then he went home and told Holly, and then Holly yelled at me, too. <laughs> Early, earlier tonight, one of the peanut gallery who would not be named said, oftentimes I can follow like the train that you're doing here, but I, I don't, I'm not following the show very well. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's... going forward and back in yeah, time. It just well, goes forward and then it goes back and then... I'm just putting it on yeah. autopilot. You guys are taking it. I, I think yeah. the Kmart story is really probably a good one to hear. Yeah, yeah. And for reference, it was in the past. It's but not it, something that happened in the future. No violence. Shane shot me. Okay, that is on the record. It's official. That's true. And it was inside his house. All right, check it out. Before we start another round of songs, as we're sort of in the last little half hour of this year, I want to hear a little bit about Sun Studios. Yeah. Right. I know you've told the story lots of times, but not on this little documentary, uh, you know, thing we do here. So, like, here's another. I've been throwing names at you. What about this one? James Lott. James oh, Lott. Yeah. yeah tell, Henry, Sir, tell him about James Lott. Sir James. Yeah, Henry, put your head you up there bit by the James. thing. You know a bit more than I do, but. Well, just start it at least. Well, he can he's, help he's, you out. He's just, uh, he was taking over Sun Studio, and he was the main uh, producer there, an engineer. Uh, and he had, who's the guy who was under him, who's now I saw on Tape Off Magazine? Matt Ross Spang. Yeah, he's doing great, too. You know, yeah, These people are like show up in audio magazines and stuff. They're the real deal. And right. we thought we were the last band that's going to be able to record there because they were switching over to, you know, just the standard tours and stuff and I think doing some radio broadcasts or something like that. So we went in and we were like, wow, we're the last band, you know, and we're walking around the studio and, oh, back to James Lott. Yeah, yeah nice well, guy. hold on, though. That, <laughs> that's amazing, right, guys? I mean, this, this band right here is the last band to ever record at Sun Studios. That's pretty fresh, right? Well, well they yeah. reopened it. Yeah. 
uh, okay, yeah. sure. I because of our success. Last post, I heard it because internet. of our success. Last punk no, band. Now, uh, yeah, and... Uh, um, Near the very end. <laughs> Let the record show I corrected the... What about the yeah, fake yeah. fight? Yeah. What about the fake, the fake fight? fight we J- did? James Lott was, I was going to also say that James Lott yeah, actually was taught how to run the board by Sam Phillips. Sam Phillips, who started Sun Studios and recorded all those classic rock and roll records, showed uh, James Lott how to record. James Lott was also in Elvis's guitar player's band. Oh. James Lott also pl- uh, played guitar with... Um, uh, Rufus Thomas, who Rufus Thomas is the only person in the whole world to have a reserved spot on re- on Beale Street, a reserved parking spot. Oh, he does, yeah, really? Rufus Thomas, That's cool. he wrote, uh, he Walking wrote the dog. Walking the Dog, do, uh, do the Funky Chicken. His daughter was Carla Thomas. Anyway, Rufus Thomas was uh, a penul- penultimate rhythm and blues artist, and James Lott was in his band and also recorded uh, the, uh, the last Rufus Thomas record. So j- anyway, it was a and, and uh, Bo Diddley, yes, the Shirelles, yes. And then I, I saw here on the uh, the magical internet thing that uh, he recorded a lot of more contemporary bands at the end too, like uh, yeah. Maroon Five and Liz Fair and Matchbox Tom Twenty Petty. and Tom yeah. Petty. And right. So yeah, pretty cool, man. That's that's pretty amazing. So. Your son's studios was, what, in the last... It definitely was at the end. I know that that is true. But, like, maybe it was another year or turned into, like, more very selective uh, recordings that they would do there. It became more of a museum, uh, more of a tour Right after we recorded it turned that way. Right? Right. This is my point. Yeah, we were done recording. We recorded Sunday through Tuesday. Wednesday, I don't think there was anything in there. And then Thursday, Tom Petty came in. You mean, like, oh, right after. And he had to use his same ratty ass bathroom we did yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom Petty can't go back there and record again so. No, Ooh. they won't let him in. Another dead well, person. You did the de- this is a heavy, heavy show. Well, Fanny Alger brings out the heaviness in this. We're ignorant. <laughs> Couldn't, you don't know. Could not be that. Yeah. All right, listen, we got a little time left. Let's have a few more songs. We'll come back uh, in a minute. This is Fanny. We'll play the very first Fanny Alger song we ever did called Knock It Off, Bert. Oh, yes. Knock It Off, Bert. Quinn wrote this. Quinn sings it. Quinn wrote this. This was the first song. I think I have a few notes from the research department about this. Let me see if I do here. Uh, Yeah, I have that Quinn wrote it, and it was the first song ever. (laughs) Took me four months to write. I wrote it right when I got into town. It'll take us three minutes. Three three minutes to play. Money back right now, it's 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 money
While Fanny Alger gets ready for another live song, there's an old one that's uh, recorded that we want to play. Sure. Um, so here it comes. Amway. Do you build a business that makes sense or do you build a business that feels good? but we don't make money off them. We help them make money. Boom. And we're back. What, oh, you want to play that song? We help you, we help you make money. I just hear, I'm We've just looking, a lot at, of people looking make at some money. tunes here. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. So, uh, here comes some live music. We got about 20 minutes left. Fanny Aldridge going to play a little live music uh, to for end your night. No. Playing. Um, we're going to do some commercials, some public service announcements. <laughs> Terminal flatulence. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should do a commercial about steelhead fishing. How about oh, that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Want that one? Yeah. All right, then. Vocals. <laughs> All right, thanks.
all day. <laughs> Night. Boston. Yeah. Boss, okay. Oh, this song. It's in trouble. This song is dedicated to you.
Fanny Alger. That is Fanny Alger. <laughs> How are we doing on time there, DJ? We're Cotton? doing all right. We got a few more minutes. I got yeah. a que- I got a question uh, um, for all of you guys, but just think about your answer for a moment. Um, Abba in your head, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Okay, earlier at the very beginning of the show, we all uh, kind of did a nice shout out for K Doug and, and talked about his uh, contribution to local music in Anacortes. Yes. And then we talked a little bit about the Bellingham scene, right? And your contribution to local music. To the best of my recollection. Henry. Yes. To the best. What, yes. buddy? What's that, Quinny? Henry's the mayor Henry of Bellingham. Henry needs like. 10 years to talk about himself. Yeah, we should have a whole radio show for Henry. You know, there's a, there, there, that could happen because the Anacortes Museum, which Brett Lunsford runs, and the Anacortes Music Project are doing a co-project that'll come together in about a year or 18 months that's going to catalog a lot of the music that came out of here from way before our little scene that I call ours and I've only been here 20 years so you know where I'm coming from and that's the thing that I want to get to here is that you guys have been uh, creating art in this valley for you know most of your lives and so I'm curious and and that includes you guys I was talking to Quinn and Shane with my eyes there but I'm not forgetting about you yeah thank you I really want to know just like don't don't filter yourself but what comes to mind what's your fondest musical memory right oh wow i know it doesn't have to be the one that you really want to swear to later but i'm just curious what pops to mind there must have been a what 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 popped to your mind which of your birthday parties was the one you had the most fun at hey you know that's uh, a different question i'm talking mid-70s here in uh kiss uh Rock, uh, rock roll night party every day on the radio when I was taking ten lo- tennis lessons for my dad. That's a beautiful moment. I love man it. Man for Man Earth Band, Blinded by the Light, fourth grade, hearing that on vinyl. Fox, uh, I, I mean, uh, not Fox on the Run, but Ballroom Blitz at my friend's house. I mean, my older sister had music, but I mean, this stuff kicked me. These were the formative moments. Yeah. yeah and, and those were Shane. recorded bands. And then Shane. <laughs> and then Shane. Yeah. I don't know anybody. Is there anything that hops to mind, pops to mind, a moment that? And if not, that's a wonderful one, Quinny. I'd, the y'all very been first doing time this I saw the time. screaming trees in uh, Bellingham in a tiny little club, not much bigger than K. Doug's living room. Um, they changed my life. I, I, I was absolutely blown away. Um, Calvin uh, Johnson was there. Be happening. Open the show, uh, and yeah, Calvin was pl- selling cassettes and singles. And I was like, oh my god, look at that! You can make records and sell them. You don't have to be a rec. You know, you don't have to be Columbia right. Tape and Records of the Month Club. You can do it yourself. Yeah, and that that was a real inspiring moment. And then uh, um, Mecca Normal played. And, um, oh, I can't remember her name, the, the singer Mecca Normal. She got up and she said... I can't said, remember her name either, but they are they're back. They're playing yes. again now. Yeah. Are they back? Yeah, they are. She got up and right before their set started, she said, my boss wouldn't give me the day off, so I quit. 
And she came down and played the show in Bellingham. And um, God, that is boss. And then, of course, after Mecha Normal played, Screaming Trees got up and just absolutely blew me away. And I'd only seen stadium shows until then, you know, stadium rock shows. And I was like, I'm never going to see another stadium show again. If I can see music this good in a tiny little venue with this, you know, this close to the, the people, the, your friends, and, and th- you know, this is it for me. I'm never going to another stadium again. And ironically, like, 15 years later I saw Screaming Tree's last show in a stadium in a st- right yeah okay. but I was there was I there yeah you were there I was yeah. there yeah you were there oh that's Is it cool the EMP yeah <laughs> anyway that, that was a real important time for me was that Spellingham show with uh, Beat Happening Mech Normal and Screaming Trees very cool Right on. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, memorable show? Is that where we're getting at? What, just maybe the first okay. one that popped to you. The first yeah. one that popped in mind was uh, I was able, I lucky, luckily enough to play on, on stage at Carver Gym in Bellingham, Western Washington University with Nirvana and Mudhoney. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and after the... You played on stage with them? Did you well, say I, that? No, it was not my band at the, at the time. Metal That's what I mean, though? Yeah. They opened, That's, yeah. Uh, That's what was pretty... really memorable was after Nirvana left, Mudhoney's gear was up there, and they let, like, three 10-year-old kids on stage, and they... They jumped on the drums, the bass, and the guitar, Nirvana's gear, and people started shouting, smash it, smash it, smash it, and they actually grabbed their gear and started smashing it on the ground, <laughs> these little kids. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah, that was, that was so cool. Yeah, and that's, that's in uh, Nick Soulsby's book, too, that he went ahead and talked to a lot of people that were, uh, you know, opening acts or fringe people with Nirvana, and he put a couple books out. He's from London, uh, and he was gracious enough to actually go ahead and document a lot of local bands that wouldn't have been documented and, and get published in there. So. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. And Henry has a shirt on that says, I hate local music, which is funny. <laughs> you want to call me Jesse? I was <laughs> trying to decide if it'd be funny at this late hey, moment. <laughs> the answer is probably no. Uh, I don't have a concert-like memory, but uh, one that comes to mind that was a thrill for me was when we were at Sun Studios. Uh, everybody else went outside to take a smoke break in the alley, and um, I it was my turn to sing Glad All Over, which is, I think, track four on our um, Fanny Alger Does Memphis CD. Um, so I was alone with the engineers, James Lott and uh, Matt Ross Spangler. Matt Ross Spangler. And so um, they put the headphones on me and I sang into Elvis's microphone was kind of hanging there. It's, and he's got a little blue X on the floor where he used to stand and record. So I'm standing where Elvis used to sing. And I'm just the keyboard player in the band. I'm not the singer. Kind of had to teach myself how to sing. I'm maybe happy you don't think that I can, but that's all right. <laughs> so here I am with the headphones on in, 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 in Sun Studios singing Glad All Over by Dave Clark Five. It's one of the covers that we have on our, in our thing there. And so I, I blew through it once and they just kind of looked at me through the window and they said, you good with that? And I said, yep. And they go, okay. And I took my headphones off, set them on the mic and they go, where are you going? And I go, well, I'm, I'm done, aren't I? And I go, no, you got to do it three more times at least. So I put the headphones back on and reluctantly sang it a second time. And they looked at each other and they went, huh, okay, <laughs> that was good. You ready for the third one? And I go, yep, I did it a third time. And they looked at each other and they went, Jesus Christ, you're, you're not even the singer in the band. Um, 
That was three takes exactly like the first one. <laughs> How did you do that? And I went, ah, you just told me to do it, so I did it. And they, they go, it's Jesus. We, we were expecting about 17 to 18 takes out of you. <laughs> so I only oh, did it in three takes. So he's a robot. Not, not being the singer. So <laughs> to get a compliment from James Lott. Yeah, I would say and, so. And Matt Ross Bangler. To just do it in three takes. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. That was my magic little moment, not being a singer. So I thought that was uh, pretty neat that James and, and Ross would give me a compliment yeah. while I was in Sun Studio. So Absolutely. that was my magic moment. It cost us a lot of money. <laughs> I saved us. I saved us. At least it wasn't 40 attempts, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, my, my man. <laughs> So many memories, but I'm trying to narrow it down to like yeah, that yeah. time period and that that so sort of I think it's when we're stagnant water was always a joke band. We loved to make fun of ourselves and other things as we went along. You know, we always called it the stagnant water, potential to go somewhere, and it never did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's that's exactly how we were. But it uh, the the moment when we started playing shows and going out to Bellingham to meet Henry and some other people like that and the camaraderie around this group of people that it they you know it's okay to suck a little bit here or this or there but it's the it's the feeling and the attitude with it it was like a giant aisle of misfit toys that all of a sudden you were a part of you know all the way from the Rexville show granges that we had you know all the way up into Bellingham and then it eventually became a group of guys that I've played music with for over 30 years yeah. oh, that's is what it is. Know. So it's, you know, you think we'd be better at it, but... That's why I, I say that all the time. <laughs> hey, man. Right, so I love these guys, and I love local music despite Henry's shirt. Yeah. Hey, man, I can tell you as a uh, last-minute entry into the periphery, I'm happy to be one of the misfits, and I sure am appreciative to Fanny Alger for coming and spending tonight with the next show. So amazing. Thank you. You guys are so amazing, so cool. You've been making art for so long. We thank you very much. We're going to scream for you once more, and you're going to, are you going to, um, what, do you want to announce the song? We got some surprises. What do we do? Yeah. yeah. We got surprises. It's going to be hard to do without a double bass yeah, pedal. We got, uh, we got two more songs to do, and, and then we should, have a special guest. Yeah. Should get everybody right out of here at nine, right? Is there a song for Mert? No, oh. Mert's, Mert's not happening yet. It, it'll happen probably in the summer, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, we do have a new song coming this summer called Mert's Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> it's still in the line. All right, Fanny Alger's going to play some music. Fanny <laughs> It's a sing-along, so everybody help us out here. Have you ever been sad? So sad you can't get out of bed. No matter what you do, you're making everybody mad. Seems like the harder you try, all the deeper you get. And I'm so deep now, man. Forget. Well, it's time for pity party. It's time for chocolate ice cream. It's time for getting in bed and watching TV. Have you ever got to
and gentlemen, all the way from the farthest northest 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 part of Norway. Special guest star. Skagit Valley and you want to close down something with some fun and some energy, you call Fanny Alger. They don't always like playing at that time, but <laughs> <laughs> we like it. Uh, May 4th at the Conway Muse with the Dizzies. Yeah. Go there, do that. Next month, completely different vibe. Same night, same hours. Next Thursday, I mean, not next Thursday, but yeah, Thursday, Seven to nine, Cumulus coming off their hot showcase at South by Southwest. So come back then.